Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. One, two, clink. I've never watched this cup. I watched it when I first got it, but I haven't watched it since. Oh, I haven't watched mine since I got it either. The, no, this is funny. Sydney flamed me because we got our new Starbucks cup that we talked about last episode. Like when I when I got it, like when I first purchased it, I was like, Sydney, should I like? Do you think I should wash this before I use it? And she was like, "You're so dumb." Like, yeah, you should. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I didn't call you dumb. I insinuated I it. I'm kidding." No, you called me dumb in your head, but you didn't say it all. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Sydney um, does not call me dumb. I'm just kidding. I swear I don't bully Sarah. I feel like on this podcast, it feels like I bully Sarah, and I swear I don't. Yeah, this is my like official. Di- Sydney, you can stop holding that gun in my head now. I'll say what you want. No, no this is a message to my mom. My mom literally <laughs> called me, and she was like, "Sydney, you're very mean to Sarah on the podcast. You make fun of her." And you I was like. Totally not. That's our love language. You guys, you know? Sydney and I are so weird. Like, we will walk into the apartment 
and we'll be like, "What's up, you literal slutcore bag?" Like we're, yeah. we're we're super. That's just our thing, and it's our thing. So and we're we're really nice to each other. We're really good friends to each yeah. other. We never fight no. unless it's about Uno or flavors of yogurt. Shut up! You know you're wrong. <laughs> you know you're wrong. Like there's, I I can't. I literally can't. Let's not even get into it. No. But um. I, there's this thread on Twitter that came out this week that's been like blowing everyone's phones up yeah. and it was like um, expose like a secret from your past company like once because you like have left it actually I don't know the exact wording oh. basically it was like um, expose something about your industry that you can like release now that you're no longer working for the company and I know it's on TikTok now but it started on Twitter TikTok gets everything after Twitter and it makes it so funny to very me. So true like, you're a week late to the trend but like people were saying like for example like at tj maxx they were saying that like people that work there that used to work there were like we don't even wash the clothes like there's no return policy like just bring it in and we'll hang it back up like you literally used underwear like etc they were saying like even like hotel rooms they were like do not change the seats and oh, she, she, oh my god am i literally and specifically every single person said this they were like the glass cups that you have in the room for like coffee or water to like wash out your mouth whatever people use that for my parents use it to wash out their mouths i don't really know why um they don't clean those they spray them with disinfectant spray and then like that's it they don't like go wash them in a dishwasher or like with dish soap ill so cast really me no my mom's like that though like when we get anywhere she like looks under all the sheets and she's like smelling stuff and i'm like girl yeah there was something on tiktok about that same series and it was like this guy who didn't show his face because he was so afraid he was going to get sued and he was like i worked for like the ceo of a little company called <laughs> that rhymes with bonson and bonson which is hilarious oh, so and he was saying that like he came to his house or sorry. yeah he was i'm so sorry yeah, i literally like hiccup like screamed at you i'm literally so sorry that's so rude <laughs> i contacted me too. i know <laughs> are we H- married hiccup? now hiccups are really intimate like i'm out here choking out what even is a hiccup my heart stops i don't know like my heart just stopped in front of you that's kind of i'm gonna look that up actually i don't know what a hiccup is <laughs> I, I get them all the time though and they're so painful and i always get them after i drink like i could literally have like one cosmo and i'll get hiccups for an hour and they will hurt very severely anyway this guy was saying that like um he came to this guy's house because he was his assistant with his lunch in a plastic box and then his boss was like literally do not bring that in my house i do not allow plastic in my house and the guy was like why don't you like sell plastic like isn't johnson and johnson literally like their main thing is selling plastic and he was like yeah but he signed an nda and everything too i don't know why he thought he could say this but the guy was like yeah but the thing is with plastic is different types of materials that we use to make plastic keeps getting outlawed because they're all like poisonous but in reality we don't make new plastics with non-poisonous chemicals we just keep making them with poisonous chemicals until that specific poisonous chemical gets outlawed and then we just make a new one with another poisonous chemical and the guy was like oh. basically i just don't trust anyone no like you guys are all kind of scary i know right every single i feel like every single politician or like ceo i, I don't i don't know like you had to do some sketchy shit to get where you are right now, yeah like. That's like I watch like um, Succession yeah, and I was Industry and all these shows and I'm like, or like Suits. Yeah, because like me becoming a lawyer and me watching Suits, I was like, uh, I am not going to do that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> That's against the law. Yeah, it's a little unethical. <laughs> um, but today we are, well, just like totally, like. Yeah, <laughs> on the subject, literally flip, reverse, you know, fly forward. Okay. Um, recently I've been getting really into, or Cindy and I have been getting really into finding new role models on social media. And we like tattoos. Wait, wait, can I roast you for five seconds first? Yeah, yeah. So Sarah and I and my best friend, our best friend Chance, our little Twio, 
we want to get matching tattoos. I already have a tattoo. It's the size of a, gri- a rain of grape. Can I speak? I never knew rain, a rain of rain. <laughs> So it's the size of a rain of. Okay. It, no, <laughs> no, it's the size of a grain of rice, but it's still there. Yeah. And chances a bunch of tattoos. Um, but we went on with Sarah, and we were like, okay, what could we possibly get that me, Chance, and Sarah would all want? Because Sarah is the like Disney, Disney, Mickey Mouse, Fluffy. She's gonna put uh, Neverland on her leg, <laughs> and then I'm gonna want something that's like discreet but like edgy that I can like not show in court and chance is gonna want a freaking tiger so i was like what can we get sarah's like only oh, a smiley face or a heart <laughs> or a wave or like a mickey mouse's head and chance is like let's get twin flames i was like y'all get your own tattoos i'm gonna get whatever i want because that's that's not going on my body thank you that's it's very very true i want to get something disney but like discreet disney like not, if you get no. a disney tattoo no, i will flame no. you until the literal end of time you're gonna we're gonna hang around people who we don't know and you're gonna tell them about my disney I'm, tattoo anytime anytime we meet anyone i'm gonna say this girl has a disney <laughs> tattoo unironically unironically <laughs> No, but that's the point. Like, I want to make it a Disney tattoo or something with, like, so fucking emulated. You're going to get, like, happiest like, place on earth. No. Mickey waffle. <laughs> Guys, every time I open my t- our TV in the living room, because Sarah signed into the YouTube, when you open it, it shows her recently viewed and her recommended. And it's Disney, 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 tour of Disney, Disney food, Disney vlog, adult at disney and i'm like girl is that what you do in your free time I'm it so is what, it's what i do to fall asleep you're a disney you're a disney adult i Everyone, am you're a disney adult and every single time a disney adult defends himself on tiktok they say well at least i'm not a harry potter adult and i'm literally you're both. both this girl waited four hours in line to get a cookie <laughs> from the harry potter store and then didn't need it double whammy um but anywho we have a special guest for today um and recently we've been on the search for not only new tattoos but new role models on instagram and tiktok uh, because we do have some, you've heard about them on the podcast, but we're always on the hunt for new, authentic creators and role models that we can follow in our everyday lives and also, of course, feature on our podcast. So please welcome Mira Mariah, aka Girl New York. Hi, Mira. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. We're so excited. Um, if you're new to the scene, Mira is a hugely successful and self proclaimed, quote, artist and philosopher and socialite and nurturer who has amassed a following of over 225,000 followers on Instagram and a highly enviable roster of clients as a tattoo artist. Her most impressive feats around her role as a mother, disabled artist, and self-love advocate. So, jumping right in, fill us in on the origin story of the Girl New York brand. So, uh, hello, I'm Girl New York, and we spell New York with a K like I knew it, because I am from New York, and I think it is the most magical place on earth. I am a fashion girl turned tattoo artist, and coming home to be a fashion girl again, I think, or maybe that's where I've always been. My personal life affects my work deeply because it informs the story that I'm going to tell. And I think, you know, artists are very much storytellers and modern art is very much about perspective. So I think that's, that's how I roll. So obviously we see through your Instagram that you're very multifaceted. You're a mother, you're a tattoo artist, you work in art, you work in fashion. So how do you balance all those aspects of yourself? I have ADHD probably. So if I can do as many things as possible, I can keep myself from getting bored of any one thing. And I think for me, a lot of, a lot of my life is about keeping myself from getting bored. And I think that's why 
I draw the way I do. I think that like kind of, if you've seen my style, it's like very singular line. And I think holding the line on the paper keeps me from getting bored mid drawing. Um, so I balance everything. I like to say through a few things, through an incredible support system of friends and family, through allowing my job to leak into my family, my family to leak into my job. My whole family is in this office constantly. And my job is at my house constantly. And um, thirdly, a lot of privilege, I think, has allowed me to, to do what I do and create this life. And it's, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you're a huge advocate for self-care. Um, what are your favorite ways to unwind and relax and really stay connected to taking care of yourself as well as managing your very busy business? Um, I love finishing off things that I decided that I was going to do. And I think that's a super important first step of self-care because we all want to um, skip right to the good part of chocolate and face masks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's not going to give you the replenishing and rejuvenating qualities that you're looking for. If you're actually still worried about really minor tasks that you could finish quickly. So I think really like cleaning up your space and finishing out what you're going to do before you prepare for the time that you're anticipating to be your self-care time is the most important first step. Finding that you're so involved in your brand, and as you're saying, like you are so multifaceted, you do a lot of things. How do you navigate your professional life in all these endeavors with being a mother? Um, I have help. I think that's important. I have, I have, you know, a, a, a nanny, a babysitter, um, which is is a huge help, and that's very new. I've I've not had that before, so that's kind of exciting. And then um, I involve my daughter in the parts of my job that she can be involved in. So if I'm, you know, choosing outfits for a, a campaign and I have to be on my computer, I might ask her her opinion and talk to her about what I'm doing. Um, she does her homework in my, in my art studio a lot. We create a lot together. Um, I think, you know, if I can bring her to an event, I do. And, you know, she's getting older now. So I think she's really, you know, kind of starting to become someone I, I, I love her company. So I just want to be around her. I think it's so great that you show that aspect of your life on your Instagram. I feel like a lot of people like to keep it purely like picture perfect professional, but it's so nice to see like a mother be able to balance 15 things at once. You know, it's really, really inspiring. I mean, it's chaotic, but it's like fun. You know, um, I live with my sister and she's very helpful with my child. And also, you know, I got very lucky and my child is more or less reasonable. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Uh, Transferring more over to about your career, what inspired you to want to be a tattoo artist? I wanted to be a tattoo artist because I wanted tattoos and my friends wanted tattoos. And the kind of tattoos that we were wanting were available, but they weren't being delivered the right way. And, and, and now that's very different. And some of that might have been ignorance that I simply just didn't know where to look or where to go or who to talk to. But I wanted tattoos to be a kind of like charming and joyful and artistic and fashionable experience. As opposed to being like, you know, a St. Mark Street quickie, which I think is also very important for people to get bad tattoos and to get them when they're traveling and get them when they can and get them immediately. I think there there is a time and a place for that. But I was in a place where my friends and I really wanted cool tattoos and to have a cool experience and there was nowhere to do it. And um, I, the Virgin Mobile guy, who's that? I'm going to find out. The guy who made Virgin (laughs) Mobile came to my college and he was like, when you are in the world and you find an, an absence of something that you wish existed, that's your calling. That's what you have to do. So he was like, if you wish there was a tampon delivery service, if you wish there was this, if you wish there was that, like that, it's your job. It's your purpose to fulfill the thing that is missing. His name is Sir Richard Charles Nicholas Branson. Yes. I just looked up his name too. The space guy is what I know him as. Nicholas Branson, yes. And he's honestly, I think he's a genius. I think he's a genius ab- above Elon Musk, ab- above Jeff Bezos, above the- these other people, because I think he just really knows how to communicate. And he like came to talk at my college or something. And I, this stuck out to me. And I was like, there's something I want and it doesn't exist. So I have to create it. I love that feeling the void. Um, I love I talked about getting your first bad tattoo. I got my first tattoo in a dorm room for $5. So I definitely feel the experience of wanting to have something more professional, more uh, kind of established. So I definitely agree with you there. Can you tell me about the tattoo? Yes. So I got the female gender sign. I'm wanting a tattoo for long, a really, really long time. But I'm from the South, from a very conservative family. So I was like, 
I'm just going to pull the plunge, you know? So a guy on Instagram is like learning how to become a tattoo artist. And he was like, I will do anyone's tattoo for $5 in my dorm room. If you let me like try it out on you. And I was like, okay, I want it in like a very intimate place, like between my boobs. So I'm just going to go get it done. If it looks awful, it, no one's going to see it. And it was a stick and poke tattoo. It was supposed to last maybe two or three months. And it's been four and a half years and I still have it. Hasn't budged. So it was stick quite and poke an experience. They're forever. They're forever. He was like, oh, the last like two months. And I was like, oh, okay, so if it's bad, no problem. And it's still there, so. These are stick and poke. No way. Were they really, really painful? They look so detailed. Not at all. I love that. Do you find tattoos painful in general or or just not at all? Yes, and increasingly so as I age. Because people are always like, oh, it didn't hurt at all. And I was like, okay, well, I, wanna, I want like a fine line, but I'm so scared about the pain. You'll be fine. Truly. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking to get my first tattoo soon. And I'm always so scared because I've been put off by all of these people who got their first tattoos on St. Mark's and they always get infected or the experience was awful. And it always just totally puts me off. But I really want one. I think the part of that, that about the part of St. Mark's that was so difficult for me and my friends to wrap our heads around when I was becoming a tattoo artist was that um, they I, I felt like they were going to think all of my ideas were stupid. And when I was there, I felt like a stupid girl doing a stupid thing. And I wanted to just eliminate that (laughs) feeling. But, you know, I think getting your first tattoo can be fun and fast and on the spot, or it can be like planned and wonderful. I help people to recognize that, you know, tattoos are on your body and bodies are imperfect in thousands of ways. So tattoos will also be slightly imperfect always. Every tattoo on my body is imperfect. And ever like four or five years ago, there was the trend of getting the lip tattoos because of Miley Cyrus. And we went to St. Mark's to get it done with our friend. She spent $400 on it, super painful. It said like boss lady on it. The guy was laughing at her the whole time. Next morning she woke up and it was gone. As it was the funniest experience to me. The story. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. I know. He said that sometimes your mouth just heals faster than other parts of your body. So my oh, the inside of her way. mouth. Yeah, inside of her lips. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never done an inside of a lip tattoo. I can also be kind of particular about the tattoos that I will do. Oh, yes, definitely. What's your favorite tattoo that you've given? Is there like a specialty that you have, whether it be in terms of the art style? Yeah. Um, my assistant in Brooklyn has a flame belt. My business partner, Camilla, has these two it's you know what this is funny two panthers on her back these big black panthers and actually this was kind of pre her having the moment julia fox has these cello marks on her back that are just so gorgeous and my business partner and i were obsessed with her truly obsessed with her like before kanye yes so we were like, oh, this is cool. It like plays into that, but it's like all our own and it's all new. And there are these big black pieces and they complement her back so well. They look so nice. And I love that. And I love Brooklyn's flame belt, my assistant's flame belt for the same reason, because it's like, I love something that kind of just like adorns your body and acknowledges your body shape. And I think that's a really, really fun part of the work that I've been doing in the last year. What's a favorite tattoo that you have? Um, I don't know, but my most recent tattoo, if you were curious, is a cowboy wearing a Lyrica Matoshi strawberry shirt smoking a cigarette. So specific. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's really specific. And that's in honor of my sister who smoked a cigarette in front of my mother at the ripe age of 20 years old. And I'm 30 and I've never done that. It's crazy. Crazy behavior. I had to document that crazy behavior. Do you ever tattoo on yourself or do you usually get it done by someone else? Sometimes. 
if I need to, you know, if I have to try something out or I really feel the urge to have a tattoo, then I'll tattoo myself. I feel, I feel like I'd be so scared to do anything on myself because like, I feel like I'd mess it up. I know, right? I'd like totally- You know how it. you can do your makeup better than anyone else can do your makeup? That's also true. Like, you know what you want and you can see it and vision it better than anyone else. Very true, very true. So how did your career progress then from where you started and simply tattoo artistry to growing to an empire of art and social media? I loved the internet very much. I thought the internet was this really, it felt like when I was young, the internet was like, this amazing thing with endless possibilities. So I wanted to like be a part of it. Um, a lot of my friends were fashion bloggers because I had that fashion background. Um, a lot of my friends just worked in fashion. So I kind of was like really approaching it from this like lens of fashion. I was really inspired by man repeller, especially early man repeller. I thought that that was just like totally revolutionary. It was so cool to see all these girls just hanging out together, building something great. I was really into that, wanted to make something like that. Um, and so I started to kind of grow a following because of those reasons, because I was like already kind of involved with fashion girls and like whatever, and I tattooed everyone. And if you're really nice to everyone on the internet, everyone will be really nice to you until they're not. Exactly. <laughs> so I had a really good time building that. And I always wanted to be someone who made things of all different kinds. So it just kind of like grew slowly, but like steadily, like I drew a lighter all the time. Lighters weirdly became this cornerstone of the brand. So we made some lighters that were branded that were really successful. Um, I think a lot about scents. I, th I love a candle. I think a lot about what New York City smells like, what I would smell like, what my studio should smell like. So we like developed a scent with Waxy Baby and made a candle. I love neon i was interested in a safer neon because if you break a neon in your house um, it's really bad for your pets so we ended up going with an led ne neon company we paired with yellow pop we made some neon signs that was cool everything kind of just like unfolded naturally as we wanted and needed it to which is why when sometimes people ask me questions like okay so where are we going i have no idea that needs to present itself Exactly. And it seems like everything that you've talked about and just by seeing your social media, everything just exudes creativity. So what do you think that you draw that creativity from in terms of when you were younger and to how that unfolds in your life? Now? I attribute my creativity to being disabled because I think that you have to be incredibly creative to be disabled because you need to be finding, you know, solutions all the time and you need to be kind of problem solving all the time. You, and and that data is changing every day because you're in a human body. So I feel like growing up disabled and then losing my leg when I was a teenager has taught me to like have to be so creative all the time. And I've always been called to art. And I think that it just feels like home to me. Other than your creativity then, how does your disability have an impact on your tattoo artistry and your social media? Like, how do you navigate that? And if you have any advice? I used to be like really forward facing with my disability and in the last year or two, I haven't been. And I wonder how to, um, how I'm supposed to communicate in, in, in the world. Because when I started talking about disability a few years ago, I felt like my voice was needed going back to that Branson quote. I didn't see anyone else being like, 
hello, I'm a totally otherwise normal person, but I'm incredibly disabled. And we need to talk about this because there's a bunch of stuff that able-bodied people are not noticing going on in my day to day, like not noticing that it's incredibly uncomfortable for me to walk up four flights of stairs. You never told me we're coming. So I felt like I had something to say and I needed to say it and loud. Over the last few years, maybe the last year or two, so many other people are having these conversations and doing it more eloquently, more direct and stronger than I am. So I haven't really had to say anything or felt like I needed to kind of put that out there. And I've been watching all of these young disabled TikTokers like show all their fashion outfits and all these young women, you know, kind of really come into their own and feel comfort as disabled people. And it's just really exciting. So that's like in one way I've handled disability with social media. On the other hand, disability affects my artistry because it defects everything I do. It affects how long I can stand to work on a statue, which is why I do so many things at once because I can go from standing to sitting and standing and moving over here. And that's really what my body needs. I think it's so important to have that voice because I think right now we're in an era where representation is becoming so forthfront, everything that we do. So it's great to be able to see someone who has like something similar going on on social media to have kind of a guiding force in that way. Sorry, the sirens. Thank you, New York. Um, so obviously, as a woman who's also disabled, how has that been going into a male-dominated industry as an artist and as a tattoo artist? So how has that kind of been a burden of being representation for so many things at once? Also, has it been hard to kind of break through that career path? The thing is, is that there had never been anyone like me. So it wasn't so much as something that I needed to break through. I think it's why I did break through so clearly. I'm not the greatest illustrator or the greatest tattoo artist, but I was able to rise really high up because there'd never been anyone like me. And because those things that made me different actually were what pushed me through. And I think that being a woman made other women more comfortable getting tattooed with me. I think being disabled made disabled people more comfortable to talk to me about their actual needs during a tattoo appointment rather than just quiet them. Um, and I think that when I was at tattoo conventions, I never saw so many disabled people in my life, truthfully. And I think that that was one, it was great. And, and a lot of it, you know, my missing my whole leg almost made me seem badass enough to apologize for being a girl, you know? It's a powerful way of saying that. Yeah, I really love that. Um, so you're a big advocate for body positivity. How has your disability affected your view of your body? And what advice would you give to others who are on the same journey to self-acceptance or who really dream big about their career like you do? We got so much of the representation that we asked for. Like when I set out on the internet five to seven years ago to demand representation, we got so much of it and I'm so proud. And that is so exciting. And my advice to other women that feel uncomfortable about their body is to utilize that representation that we've been given and look towards stories that you find familiar. And then once you've read those stories that you find familiar, look towards stories that you find incredibly unfamiliar. I don't understand the experience of being a black woman or a trans woman or other, or any other kind of marginalized identity. But I can, I am capable of reading how they feel through their social media or their essays or their books and like learning from them. And I think that a lot of that has allowed me to 
have great empathy. And when I ask myself if I can have empathy for these other people, I also need to ask myself, these questions go hand in hand. You can have empathy for someone else. You need to have empathy for yourself. That's really great because I feel like self-love is so pushed out on social media, especially it's all over my TikTok page, but actually doing it is taking that extra step. So it, it is- Self-love, you're going to find self-love. I promise you. I know, I know it sounds crazy in serving others. I know that sounds like backwards. And as, and as women, we've been told to serve others our whole lives. So it's like, wait, no, I thought this was me time, but- when you have to serve others, you have to make sure you're good enough to do so. And like not good good in the, you're safe and you're comfortable and you feel good and you feel calm enough to help others. And I think that that is a natural feminine motivation to help others. And I think it's important. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And I've been following you for a while, and I always watch your story Q&As because I like knowing about other people, since yes. their advice, et cetera. But do you ever feel a burden when it comes to people coming to you for advice on such heavy topics? Like, do you ever feel like it becomes a lot for you, or do you like being that source of advice and help for people? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I just, like, complain about it. But, like, you know, the cool thing is that when you can complain about someone who's not in the room all you want. And they'll never hear it and they'll never know. And I'll just be like, oh, how could you possibly ask me what you should do if it's this situation? Like, are you crazy? I don't know. But then I just say that out loud and no one ever needs to know I said it. 
you know? And so, yeah, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's a crazy question. Like I cannot tell you how to break up with your husband of 15 years, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> Instagram story. Um, but what I do know is that I'm incredibly lucky that people trust me with such difficult questions and I try very hard to rise to the occasion. And it just shows how much you mean to people or how much people see you as kind of like such an incredible figure. Thank but you. One- I'm honored. And I also love being asked like, what's the best vibrator? What should I wear to my sister's graduation? How should I come out to my parents? And how do I love myself in, in like one day? Like, that's great. Mix, throw it all in. Let's yes. have a good time. <laughs> one Q&A that always like blew my mind. Someone asked you about your Christian inspired tattoos. And so Sarah and I both went to Catholic private schools growing up. And I know that when it came to me getting a tattoo, I always kind of battled my idea of religion and also wanting to have art on my body as a way of reflecting my inner thoughts, my personality, et cetera. So kind of how do you balance that? How does that play into your artistry, into your personal life? Well, I'm Catholic as well. And Catholicism is like so filled with like such incredible art. Yes. (laughs) And I think I just felt so inspired by that. Like I really do absolutely adore like art made in the name of Catholicism. I think it's fantastic. And I love God. And I love being Catholic and I love bringing that into our world. And like, I love posing, you know, Mary of Egypt or Mary Magdalene or mother Mary as a girl in New York. I love including her, them. I love including them in the girls, in all of us. I think that that's kind of cool. I think there's something really radical about these stories and about these women. And there's something really important i think about god so often choosing prostitutes and teenage girls and barren women as the women that were going to carry out his messages and i think that my art i hope celebrates that absolutely and speaking of your page we also noticed that your artistry extends beyond tattooing to makeup and fashion and more. And I know we talked a little bit about this earlier, but how do those forms of expression play out in your life? They are just as equally important on your page. So how do you engage in those? What's your favorite? Tell me everything. Yeah, they're just as important to me. I love painting. I love making these mirrors that I've been making because I I like to imagine that if you were to stand in the mirror, you might see the images I'm etching across your skin the way I would be tattooing them and you can see yourself in a new way. I learned to etch mirrors in Girl Scouts very long ago. Um, I love painting. I love giving these like garden statues, tons of tattoos. I love illustrating. Um, I love making the neon. I think it's it's truly that I so deeply love making things. I love that. That it just is what I want to be doing all the time. And I think when young girls are choosing their career, I want you to really think about what you want to be doing all the time. Truly a, re- a renaissance woman. I was trying to think of the name for it. Yes. You're we talking about Catholicism. I was like, I know there's a word for it that ties all this together and it's renaissance woman. Love that. I love feel that. like a renaissance woman. I look like a renaissance woman. <laughs> That's like, I was thinking about um, the Met costume institution the royal bodies that they had a few years ago i remember that's the first time i went into the met and i was just like flabbergasted i couldn't speak like all the art catholic inspired even the way they had set up the institution i don't know if either of you guys saw it but yeah and i have the book from it and it's magnificent i loved the catholic imagination heavenly bodies i thought it was just 
so well done. I agree. I agree. Hope they match up that soon because the last few years haven't been as good. But did you see the American one? I saw the. Um, I haven't seen the actual constitute the actual institute yet. I just saw the red carpet, but I'm meaning to go once COVID restrictions are a little bit lighter. Please remember that the celebrities on the red carpet are dressed by a bunch of stylists who are not fashion and art historians. The actual collection, when you go see it, is designed by actual fashion and, and art historians. And that I think they, you know, you can miss it if you're just a fashion person, but you don't, they don't miss it. The Met doesn't miss it. And, and it's, it's really incredible. I think that the American next, um, the American theme right now really explores what it means to be American and how classic American designs have been reimagined by people who have a de- very different uh, experience in America. Um, and it really, I think, does a good job exploring what the American experience is from a lo- lot of different, very significant ex- uh, perspectives. That's great. We need to go see it soon. I want to see the Dior exhibit in Brooklyn also. I haven't seen it yet, which is honestly a crime. Yes, you should go. Yes, I've heard it's incredible. And like the coffee book at the end, everyone said you have to get it. Like even if you don't enjoy fashion, it's something you need. I see it all over Instagram. I've been meaning to go. We've been meaning to go for so long. I'm a huge fan of Dior. Um, But as we wrap up, what's a primary message you want your followers on Instagram specifically to retain from your content? Uh, What should they take away? What's the main message? God, that's such a huge and wonderful question. Do you want to help me with it? What do you think? What do you, as someone who views it and had never met me before this, this meeting, like, what does it say to you? So the idea of othering kind of like being an other in society, it's really hard to find someone that reflects maybe not the same values as you, but someone who you can look up to. And I think coming to a page where you're honestly so honest about everything you're going through, like it's not necessarily like a curated feed of really cute outfits and bright colors. Like you show every aspect of your life as someone who experiences that on a daily basis. It's nice to see, it's refreshing to see someone who's like just being real, just being honest, just being open about who they are and not being afraid to show the goods, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful of life. Oh my God, I love that. I do, I do very much set out to do that. I do want it to, to say to you that you are not alone and that every, like the day-to-day here is chaotic. And, you know, I, I think for young girls, I like try to like encourage this for them. Like no matter what you do, your life is going to be so kind of chaotic unless you go live in the forest. So like choose your chaos, make sure it's a chaos you can really get behind. I had my answer the minute we knew we were going to have you on as a guest because here at Crying in Public, we, our entire mission is making sure that our female listeners specifically know that it's okay. There are so many aspects to being a woman. It is not one thing. In so many circumstances, we are put in very specific boxes like, oh, she's cute. Oh, she's smart. Oh, she's hot. You know what I mean? We're very categorized like that, at least in my experience. And I know in a lot of our female listeners experience. So looking at your page specifically and you showing all of those aspects of your life, you're your social media queen and you love fashion and beauty and you sell these products and you're a tattoo artist and you're so inspiring and you're Catholic. It just really all resonated with me, like the whole package. So I really, really love your content. Thank you. And, and I appreciate that, especially because it's so much my goal to be like, you are multifaceted because you're a diamond and you're like not a sphere and that those multifacets are great. Like I'm disabled, but it's really just like a 
a corner, an angle, a glimmer of the, the bigger picture. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice talking to you and getting to know you. I hope you had a great time. Um, just everyone, please make sure to check out her Instagram at Girl New York and her website, girlnewyork.com, where you can shop, see your beautiful tattoos and more. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Absolutely. Guys. We loved having Mir Mariah on the show today, aka Girl New York. We hope that you learned a lot from her. You feel inspired. You feel rejuvenated, refreshed. Like Sarah said, go check out her socials, but also check out ours. If you're not already, follow us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at the same name. It's Crying in Public Podcast. We will see you there. We're less annoying on there, kind of. But we are posting more content soon as our season ends. It's coming to a wind down, a close. We have only two more weeks left. But don't worry, we'll be literally influxing your, what's it called? Listening waves? Yes. Your airwaves for the next two weeks, literally a million episodes. So stay tuned. We love you all. Goodbye and good night, New York City. Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.